like this full time, obviously 10k. Blah 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 blah. Congrats, congrats. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. Swipe up for wedding. Yeah, trust. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, that's that's the key. Did it? Did it just happen automatically? That that swipe yes. up thing. Yeah. Yeah. So and then you just want to keep posting content because you're in a role. The thing that I haven't been throughout the years is consistent because I've tried. And I'll say successfully tried to have both a nine to five and a side hustles, but now my side hustles, thank God, are growing at a speed where they're like, look, we're not babies anymore. You mm. can't keep pushing us to the side for a job. So yeah, I have to make sure I stay on board, stay on board, um, that I'm mixing it in. I want to start mixing it with personal finance a lot more, which I already do. And um, I've always been about fashion, finance and feminism. So I feel mm. like that. Um, that mark is really coming together and starting to show on my social in in my social media presence. So, so one thing I I, I got loads to say on that, but like we'll just mix and match. But on on social media, how do you maintain your authenticity when you're trying to grow your numbers and your um, your audience because some of your audience might not want the fashion but want the finance so for example i'm i'm, I'm thinking social um, instagram yeah because obviously i don't know do you, do you use instagram the same way you use uh, linkedin no it's all you different it's, all, it's, different, it's, right? it's like different channels yeah do you know what i mean there's but, bbc okay. news and there's e <laughs> true true so but for instagram how do you do you just promote all the stuff that you're doing on that platform mm, so, yes so I am basically the hub. I am effectively my own holding company. Yeah. And then everything else is a separate entity from me. Um, so Rich Girl Chronicles is, of course, an accountability group for people who want to step up their personal finances and become more confident. And then um, Tira, there's Rice at Home, is now its own apparel company. Um, so that this has been the dream for at least about two two to four years now mm. um and it's coming together and of course the bola soul show there's so many things that i'm doing behind the scenes that i forget other people can't see okay, okay so okay. so someone said to me the other day oh would you come on my um show like um and i said yeah sure and i said um message me in quarter one and he said quarter one of 2021 and i said yeah <laughs> 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 like, huh? yes. It was like, but this is the thing. I always say people confuse visibility with accessibility. Yeah, I know. Charles. And um, that's not how it works. I think the DMs are open 24-7. And they're not. And, you know, I do try to check my DMs daily. Yeah, I clear my, I keep my emails clear. Like LinkedIn, maybe I'll check twice a week because there's a lot of spam on there. Mm. But um, I do try to keep up to date. But a time might come where I might not be able to. But I have a social media manager for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, we're going to go into that. <laughs> we, we've got stuff. Uh, so we've got Bola Soul in the building. Mm, exactly. Me. Yes. Thank you so much, Bola, for um, joining um, and being me. being on the show. Been you know been a long time friend from from day dot from uni. Uni now so ten years solid. Ten years, man, a decade. Isn't it? Doesn't that? Isn't it so weird that now it's like we are long term friends? So then it makes me think. So the friends that you know from primary school or secondary school, what are they? Because I get there's such a merge that I'm like, oh, did I meet him in uni or was it college? Mm -hmm. I never forget secondary school because it was a five year stretch, but. 
Yeah, now we've, we've entered that kind of long-term friendship now. It's past a decade, right? I know, I know. That's mad. And we stayed in touch as well. We There's have. loads of people that I don't speak to, like, yeah. from uni. I know. And, you know, it just shows, like, like good friends will stick around. And, Absolutely. And, and even if they don't, it's, you know... That's why you've got best Reasons, friends, good friends, seasons. acquaintances. Yeah. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Best friends, good friends, acquaintances. Cool, cool. So, um, this is not your everyday podcast where we just talk about growth moments, the moments that you decided to level up, to, to change careers, to just pursue your dreams. Um, and I brought you on because I've seen the growth in the last couple of years in your journey um, as a personal finance wellness coach. Um, and I think it's amazing and I just wanted to put you on to talk about that journey because I know there's a lot of people out there who want to do something similar whether it's either you know start their own business start their own show start their own podcast mm -hmm. uh, like write a book there's a number of stuff that you've done mm. and I wanted to kind of put you on because I think you've got a great story and there's so much um, that so much potential that you've got that's still just like waiting and it's just unleashing like and I know that f two years from now five years from now you're gonna be unbookable <laughs> like, I won't be able to get you on I'll have to start paying but five six yeah. seven years from now I'm gonna like you'll see you on TV cash normal <laughs> it's normal and you know, I would want to look back at this kind of episode and mm. be like yeah this is when we were talking about where you were at this point in time mm. and you know I'd love to see the I'm, I'm excited actually to see where your life is taking you um, because you're growing every year and I just I'm really proud of you as well and I just want to you know, I'm rooting from the sidelines so <laughs> so okay cool bollock so tell me in one minute we're gonna okay. play a game as you know on the podcast um, I usually ask my guests just in one minute tell me your life story so that people who don't know you have got has got a glimpse of you know who you, what you're about basically so in one minute I'm gonna time you as well go on uh, <laughs> tell me your life story free two one go right so i've always loved mathematics and i thought i wanted to be an accountant i absolutely didn't um and then i loved cricket so i was captain of the cricket club i wanted to try a stab at leadership um so i did when i got to college i became president of the student union that was overseeing four thousand students and then i went and got a mathematics and finance degree at the University of Essex um, what else happened and then I wanted to be a CEO of a big finance company I went into the real world and I felt it was completely hard so I started my own company when I was 23 years old I am now 28 years old I own four companies so far and I'm still growing so what are those four companies yes the Bola Soul Show, Refined Currency, Rich Girl Chronicles, and T Ra. So there's rice at home. Cool, perfect. So, and you've got a few seconds to spare. That's excellent. I'm one <laughs> of six children. No, one, one of seven children. Sorry. One of seven. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we're going to get into those um, the, the various businesses that you you own. So right now, I'm going to ask a question about your achievements. So what are you most proud of in terms of your achievements? It could be anything. Honestly it was being named one of 25 business black businesses to know by Forbes I what? think yeah why when you start off with an idea you can well I didn't think it was that big a deal 
and the more I grew, I think the more I felt nervous of my potential because people were like, you're going to be this, you're going to be that. And it can be quite scary because I can say sometimes success can be somewhat traumatizing mm. um, because in a sense, people can begin to idolize you. And that is a very scary thing, um, especially when you're black. Yeah. <laughs> like it's almost like any form of success comes with fame. Word to J. Cole, G-O-M-D. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's both amazing and a, a little nerve wracking. So is the, the nerves of your, like fulfilling your potential comes from you or comes from other people putting their pressure onto you? It can come from other people putting their pressure onto me and feeling like I am becoming the voice of reason or um, that people want to ask my opinion so often. I think I've become comfortable being that person, but before I wasn't because I, growing up I feel like I always kind of struggled to fit in and it sounds weird saying that but I think you know that's why I kind of abbreviated my name to Bolasol because I was like I don't know where I fit in so if I have to stand by myself I will so I want to talk about um, finance mm. um, and your journey to finance um, how you got there where you started um, and being a, a female in finance as well so my, f my first question is, how did you become confident talking about finance? Because this is about growth moments, so we really want to understand how did you grow to get to where you are now? So if you just kind of cast your mind back to when you decided, like, I'm going to be intentional about finance, like, when was that moment? I think when I was 22, I was I didn't move back home straight after university. I moved in with my sister and then my sister moved out. And there were so many things I didn't understand about money. I never used my overdraft in uni. I didn't know that that was a thing. Um, but then now I've come to learn about leverage. And one of the best ways I learned to talk about money was by being honest and not fearing judgment. Because mm. at times, we feel like the only people who should talk about money are people in the millions yeah. and I don't think that is fair that is not a fair story mm. it is key that we learn to discuss money at all levels and maybe look at our privilege and say how can we make this more accessible for others so can you describe the moment was there a moment where you felt like the, the lights switched on or the penny dropped or you 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 realise someone said something to you that confirmed or affirmed something to you that this is what I'm meant to do. So I'm going to take this step day one towards being a personal finance and wellness coach. It was my father's passing in Nigeria when I realised I always knew I was named after my granddad, so my father's father, but. It was understanding the legacy behind my granddad, seeing his will, understanding that we have the same name and I was named after him on purpose, that I was like, this is not an accident. Um, I'm not just here. I was given my name with intention. I'm one of seven children between my mum and dad. The name was given with intention. I want to walk in this journey with intention. That's key. Yeah. And then how did you start 
going into that field of personal finance and being a finance coach, what were the things you did practically that got you on the ladder? I just started a blog. Right. I started a blog and I was just like, I do not have the money, but I have a bit of sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do some Googling, I'm going to start a blog and I'm going to go from there. And I'm going to start a personal brand as well to help my company grow. And that is exactly what I did. I just did both and I was just like, right. And I was tweeting, then I started scheduled, scheduling and then I wasn't really big on Instagram at the time. but. Um, I said I'm going to use as many social media platforms as I can to discuss money. I would speak at conferences and things for free if I had to because I wanted to get the message out. Um, not necessarily come and find me and my business but be confident in you. What decisions are you making intentionally with your money sort of vibe. So I started there in 2015 and we're here now and it's, it's been a fantastic journey of making mistakes but learning about myself, figuring out my flaws and things, where I need to be softer on others, where I need to be softer on myself, where I need to be harder and make my business a priority. So how did you, what did you learn on this journey then? So because we're trying to understand behind the scenes of your growth. So what was the thing, what were the mistakes that you made? And if you're open to share some of them. Don't hire friends mm. don't hire friends I um, and sometimes don't hire family I who, who I am in life is not who I am in business and I think that needs to be understood because mm. at times I used to have this mentality that yeah I'll help my friends because I'll help my friends and they'll help me because of course we all want to see each other grow but different feelings can come out of that um, resentment can grow out of the fact that people that even myself, I don't know how to know the boundary between personal and professional. Um, th those are important lessons. Um, I even set them with my family, like, you know, I kind of want to talk about business, but I don't want to talk about business all the time. Um, so I sometimes, I, some people, somebody did it to me the other day, they messaged me about business and I said, do you know it's a Sunday? <laughs> that one's there and your friend, right? Is well, friend? no, no, okay, this wasn't a friend, but, Actually, in the past, it has been a friend as well. And I've said to people, "Do you are you aware it's a Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. Like that, they just see you as accessible. Correct. Um, because of the visibility, right? Correct. But they, would, do you think they'll do the same to every other person? Is it just natural because, um, like, what yeah, is it that I makes think, people I think do it's that? I think it's them and their own individual boundaries that they set. But I say, yeah. what do you set for yourself? And do you see yourself on the same level as everybody else, as Bill Gates? What's the difference between you and him, for example? Yeah, yeah. Are you using money to separate it, power or connections? No, yeah. I, th I feel like irrespective of where you are in your life, you have to set your own standard for you. But then I'm going to challenge. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, don't you work every day? Don't, are you, aren't you working 24-7? I've, I've learned now not to. Right. I've learned not to. Um, it is a standing point with my team that n no one should contact me right. on Saturday to Sunday and I have a very intentional personal life now mm -hmm. I'm like to my friends maybe you know let's go out to eat um, do you want to come over I'm gonna cook and things like that let's do something fun yeah. of course it's harder during this time but I'm very intentional because 
it helps me enjoy work more. I love what I do. Every day that I wake up, I'm so grateful to God that I get to choose what I do. Um, it doesn't stop it from being hard, but I can put the work in. Yeah, great, nice, sick. And just more about your the demographic as well. So are you still focused on women, black women, or are you, st are you broadening your... Um, your just your demographic when it comes to finance i think people always assume that it's black women because i'm a black woman yeah um i don't know if white women get that same stigma um but it is important to see black women talking about finance um it, my audience is growing and i do financially coach some men um it definitely is growing it just depends on the person's needs in general for me to see whether or not I can truly help them. Because sometimes I say, um, it's above me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I say, go to these particular resources for help. So that's quite humbling to know when things, when you can't provide the answer. Yeah. So how did you get to that stage of feeling comfortable about your own expertise and, and, and knowing when to pass people on to other people who can be more helpful? I think it was from networking with people in the personal finance world. I was mm. like, I can't do everything and I don't want to do everything. I think one of the most dangerous things anyone can do in life is try to be everything to everyone. Um, when people say, oh, can you do this? Can you look at that? Sometimes I say, yes, of course. But some, for example, some people say, if you know how to do hair, why don't you do hair? I say, because it's not for me. Yeah. Oh, can you do makeup or why don't you start? I absolutely do not have the the capacity and I don't want to it's a preference and I think especially as a black woman we have to get out of this whole DIY mentality I don't want to do everything myself I hire other people to do it for me mm. um, and we go from there yeah no it's good I love that the because sometimes I think we're maybe it's our parents mentality that we learn from to we have to do it all ourselves but in fact to be more efficient maybe we can outsource absolutely oh i love me an outsource outsourcing now has me sometimes in the middle of the day just staring at the ceiling <laughs> and yeah. that is nice because you need room to think that is the one thing that i cherish now that i have room to think i don't have to be on the go looking and i'm being more conscious of how often i look at screens mm. i do not enjoy looking at a screen all day mm. so i try to create even technological boundaries <laughs> yeah no you have to be really intentional about that as well so why are you doing that i feel like we are getting to an era where technology is almost taking over and we mm. use it to communicate and things like that but nothing beats face-to-face -face communication um that i don't i'm not getting energy over a zoom <laughs> <laughs> i need that i need real life energy yeah. and um yeah, I, d I never saw myself as someone who was in need of like physical touch as one of my love languages, but I need it. Like, um, I don't like where the world is heading. Although it's nice that you can work from anywhere, I want to work from anywhere with my friends, mm. my family. Mm. People asking your views, the influencers and public figures are the new politicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be honest, people look for us for social commentary and. I think it's fantastic that so many of us have been able to build a career out of this. It's, you know, I was talking to my brother the other day and I think, you know, the, the old school notion is go to work, I mean, get an education, get a good job, do all of this and 
I think somewhere millennials just changed the whole format of how things are going to work, you know, as, along with social media and things mm. like that. But um, I, I say no, it, no, it doesn't work that way, and I'm not, I'm not caving to to do this nine to five. I'm I'm 28, and I've been in the corporate world for six years, and I'm like, it hasn't worked for me for more than half the time. Mm. And I'm now, of course, at a place where I'm making enough money and I know how to invest that I feel fine to just work for myself. So how, how do you deal with social media? Because the reason I, I want to kind of talk about this is because, you know, you get your money from social media, mm -hmm. from the people that you're talking to, interacting with, engaging. Um, and like there's the dark side and you know, of social media and there's good sides. How do you how do you manage not to compare yourself, not to worry too much about the numbers, the, the likes, the engagement um, and still keep your mental health like good because I always think what's coming for me will always be for me and I always remember that mm. and I just say it's a, it's a completely different time there are people who talk about for personal finance who may have surpassed me in a shorter amount of time but everyone has a different formula and the moment people understand that you won't be trying to equate what someone else has to what you have exactly. um, that is important and everyone has their own direction I think if people knew what I was building they like it's people always tell me oh this person's doing what you're doing and I say you know nothing under the sun is new mm. I tend not to take a lot of things personally even other even if other people do um on my behalf but with social media there are days of course just like anyone because anyone's human that I feel like I can lose it <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like right I'm calling this person out this person wants to try this mm, and thing. Mm, mm. but most days now I'm too busy mm. and that is a that is a powerful place to be in half of the time I come online and s someone's talking about something I'm like mate I'm crunching numbers I'm in serious meetings I do not have the time for this yeah know? so I try to stay up to date but I don't get lost in it because there's a real life to be had and it is not in the back and forth of social media. Mm, that's good. I think um, what it's it's good to have that balance and know like okay I'm gonna get annoyed now so let me take my time and take step step back or like you just have that balance with yourself knowing that okay if, if things get a bit um, too much then I can take a break. Um, and I know you've done that in the past as well. Oh, yes. When I need to take a break, I take one. And yeah. people say, weren't you worried about this? Were you worried about that? And, you know, I really believe in God's divine timing. I'm not rushing anywhere. Um, and when I feel the need to take a break, I do. And I tell my team, listen, today is not the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because you'll always be doing something behind the scenes. But rest is a part of work. And it is one that I think we sometimes as children of immigrants do not take seriously enough mm, 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 preach <laughs> yeah we have to because even at one point my mum so this is the most time me and my mum have ever spent together since i was probably about three and she was like she was like girl you work hard <laughs> and i was just like yes now you can see it doesn't stop her from leaving me alone because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's still like can you help me with this because she knows i'm like good with the tech stuff um but 
when she said that I said oh that's a problem because I think she works too hard and I think you need to mirror the change that you want to be regardless of that person's place in your life so of course she's the mother but um, in any situation if you want something from someone everybody has to contribute towards that for it to work properly mm. I like that so we're going to talk about the Bola Soul show <laughs> um, and I'm sure you know, people are wondering how did you start it yeah. you know, three seasons strong it's got so much potential I'm not even gonna like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's got so much so when was the moment you realized you wanted to start the Bola Soul show there was a series of moments I can always remember the two off the top of my head the third one I think I remember the third one now so first of all I was at a job I wasn't really too impressed with and you sent me a podcast and you said this is the making of the Oprah Winfrey show and I was just like oh okay that's nice I love Oprah and I was like oh, oh okay that's nice and then I listened to it and then I think you reiterated it again at a later point so I just decided to listen into it and I, fe I just fell in love with it and when it was done I was like to you thank you so much for sending that to me and then I think you said something about it being a shame no I said it's a shame that we don't have anything like this and you said we have to become the leaders we want to see and I said oh okay so I left it and I said oh okay just plotted along and then um, Emmanuel um, who's also known as the E-Man effect um, mm -hmm. you know he said to me sis you know this finance stuff you're good at it but I don't think it is like your all. I think there is something else there. He said, I see you as a presenter. I said, oh, really? I said, okay. And then there was a girl at work who was leaving and she doesn't know anything about me. She didn't know that I had this idea in my head because I was just like, should I start a show? Should I start a show? And before she was leaving, she came up to me and that's when I was just like, like spiritual time and everything and she stopped and she said I don't think this job is for you mm. and I was like who is this I knew who it was but I was just like who is this you know she's leaving she's you know she's quiet and she's such a lovely person and she said I think you're supposed to be a presenter mm. and I said well you don't know because nobody knew the show like the show was in my head mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so when she said that I was like, this is it. Bit. <laughs> this is it. And I said, I, I got like, got a salary and a dream. I was yep. like, I got a salary and a dream. So let's go. And it was really hard because people were settling down, um, buying properties, mm. and trusting that process mm. is completely hard. You, mm. I'm not doing. I'm not doing normal YouTube. Mm. I'm doing an online talk show. Mm. I'm using all my money. I am either crazy mm -hmm. or I'm onto something. Mm -hmm. Look at you. No, like, I, yeah, I feel you know this, it. you know. Yeah. I feel it so much. And, and feel it. November 4th, 2017 was the first one. No, no, no. no. Before, how did you launch it? Like, how did you set up shop like because you just missed the oh, whole did I? bunch of like okay 
Like you can't just. I know you got. I know you got I there eventually. I spent, but I spent the summer of 2017 planning. There we go. So you plan. So you start getting practical with it. So yes. what what happened? Like high um, level. High level. I literally said I want it to look as good as I. Oprah Winfrey shows. You know, mm. I do like Wendy Williams, although she is seen as controversial. <laughs> I liked her setup, yeah. and. Um, and I said, what can I mirror right. within a budget? So you looked at experts and said, okay, what can I take from it? Exactly. Cool. I said, what can I take? And I spoke to Josh Bridge, who has the Bridge Media. And I literally said, I said to him, I want you to do this. And I know it's going to cost me because I want a live audience. So I want, mm. so then he said, okay, so we need two cameras hiding behind the curtains, looking at the audience and we need two on you and um and then i kept talking to set designers and they were like minimum a thousand pounds and i was just like i do not have a thousand pounds and then i saw this concept online and i said oh my gosh i said do they have like backing lights and they said yeah and there were these boxes that i found i i, I searched high and low for some boxes which have come in handy now because i'm like moving about searched high and low for boxes of the same size and I was just like we're going to use that and we're going to make a pyramid and we're going to reflect like lights behind it mm. and I was like to my sister she bought this chair it was yellow I was just like yes dragged it from her house shout out my friend Tim he helped me dragged it from her house I got I think a big uber van or something you know taped it up with uh, bin bag stuff and um, did two shows in Peckham Theatre. And it's funny because um, my friend is John Boyega and that's where he started his acting career. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and he's such a like big supporter of my show. Um, so, yeah, I started and then I remember I was really nervous. So on October 1st, 2017, I just put it out and I said, everyone's going to be recorded. I didn't even tell everyone what the topics were about. Mm. And it sold out. Mm. And I was like, and people were like, Bola has sold a hundred tickets. People do not know what they are coming for. They just know they are being filmed. Mm. And my family came and people volunteered, like people who I, I admire so much, like Move With Doyne, who's an entrepreneur who just started her own milk company. <laughs> like great people came and I just felt so nervous and one of my friends said to me how do you feel and I said pregnant with purpose and amazing and it was so funny because that was the same day I found out my friend was pregnant and she mm. came to help me mm. and it was it, it, it was such a fantastic moment I came out and I just set the intention in the room I said let's be loving let's be honest I have a problem with how black people are perceived in mainstream media and I was just like, I want to be part of that change. I don't want to be part of the problem. Mm. And what felt hard was feeling like I'm not getting the views I need right now. And no one's really taking the show seriously. But mm. one of the things I will say to me, that show was and still is a blueprint. Mm. Because when some of the biggest companies in the world want to talk to me and want to make sure I can speak well on camera, they go to that point. Archived. 
it is it is there it is in the flesh i can sh i can show it to anyone and that is a blessing and to say that i can talk confidently in front of 100 people and mess up mess up on camera and do it again i'm like i can do this mm. you know so the reason why i'm just like in awe of that story is because like some people die with those dreams in their head yeah like just to create a simple show yeah um but you executed yeah some people too scared to do it yeah. and don't do it yeah but you executed yeah some people don't know the, don't have the network to even get going and know the right people the lights you said mm. you know the, the set designers like the makeup people yeah like even just a hundred people they might people don't even know a hundred people like yeah i know to, 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 to get people to get contacted me and they said how did you get a hundred people in the room and i said love support you yeah. support people along the way they they support you back yeah so this is why i respect it so much what you've done because as you said it's a blueprint and although like you might you, you would, would have loved more views, you would have loved more people, more seasons, but you, you, you showed yourself, mm. as you called it, pregnant with purpose, that you can do something from, from just an idea in your head yeah. and make it a reality. Okay. You also showed that you've got a talent um, presenting um, and you proved to yourself that you can do something. Um, uh, with, with how much budget was it that you, for season like, one? Four to five thousand pounds. Four to five thousand. So, you, as you said, like you knew at that point, there was your friends getting married, buying houses, and you could have easily went that that route as well. But you chose to invest in yourself. You chose to do something different, um, and that's a gamble. It's a risk. It, oh, it's a big risk because I was working for a top four company. I didn't know what they'd say. Yeah. Will I? Will I be fired? Is it a big deal? Yeah. And um. I go under a different name for work purposes mm -hmm. and people finding me on social media I started like unfollowing people and like being like unfriending them on Facebook because I was like no 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 <laughs> like uh, this is almost too attention too quickly but um, yeah I guess sometimes we don't know how much of an impact we have until we just do until we start yeah so no shout out the Bolasol <laughs> show and you know I'm, I'm glad that you you were able to do it and it's there as you said like it's a record it's you know now their cv is online and like yeah literally you can use it as you say in any purpose absolutely absolutely um so what were the so so, so for people who are thinking of oh, i want to create a show or create some sort of reality tv or something anything uh, what was the biggest challenge you had in creating that show and how did you overcome it the greatest challenge i had was mentally being in five places at once mm. that was really hard um one thing i've said about future shows going forward i don't want to know if we have prior meetings about it and here's what i want to do and here's what i want to execute i always say you know don't talk to me I know this is a privileged position. Don't talk to me about the money because I've come to you with an idea. I will always find a way to get the money. I say, like, let's let's have these meetings. Let's do this on the day. I want to be happy as Larry because I need to make the guests feel comfortable. I need to um, make myself feel comfortable. I need to be in good energy before I do a show. I detox. I do not like to talk to anybody. I don't like to be on social media. I don't like other people's energy because I need to be in tune with my guests and mm -hmm. I want them to know that they, at that point, are my highest priority. Mm -hmm. 
um, one of the best things I've learned from Oprah through watching her interviews over the years is when you get into the room with someone, be a journalist first. Of course, you're human, so that's always a prerequisite. Be a journalist first. Um, don't get too caught up in being starstruck or um, overly hyped. Be a journalist first. That is your job. Of course, make them feel comfortable. Like, Don't yeah. be like, like a robot, but yeah, that's key. And I don't want to know Back in the day, I used to look at like the cameraman and the director and be like this and that. And he's like, are you okay? Because I'm like, I'm not okay because I'm looking at your reaction. Mm. And your reaction isn't great. Now, I don't want to know. Mm. And now I say to people, you lot discuss it. Learn this from Beyonce. Discuss it amongst yourselves. Everybody has a job to do. And I always make sure everybody gets paid. Mm. Even if it means Christmas, boy, one Christmas I did not have the money. I got all my nieces and nephews light up balloons. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I could afford. Right. I said, that's what you're going to get. But I say, let everybody do their job. Um, as long as I'm fed, hydrated, my guests are fed and hydrated. That's all that matters. I don't want to be asked too often if I'm okay pick yourself up you know sometimes you'll get it wrong sometimes you'll be in a tongue twister and sometimes I'll just be like <laughs> like I think we had some live shows where they're like do it again and do it with more this and that and I've just learned to be more natural in front of mm. the camera mm. and be okay with messing up and being like go again because yeah. you have to just learn to quickly talk to yourself and get the result you need mm. <clears throat> powerful you even met Oprah as well didn't you I did yeah, I did yeah. that's great <laughs> Amazing. What was that like? Was it um, surreal? It was so surreal because um, I was sitting at the side of. Um, so the room I was in, there were all these chairs, and they were separated. It was like, and there was an aisle in the middle. So I wasn't, I wasn't sitting at the front, and I was sitting behind this girl with this really big afro. So straight away, you t you look at the obstacles in front of you and around you, and you say, "I'm not going to really exist in this room." Like, and she's not really going to see me and I said they're just going to come down the middle little did I know <laughs> the side I was sitting on they were going to come down the side so Oprah stops about here and she turns around and her hands are clasped like this and she says well hello <laughs> and she literally says that to me and I'm like hi and then they go on stage and that was all I needed from that moment mm. and but it taught me as well the importance of um acknowledging yourself in a room regardless of the obstacles around you mm. um, and just for people who don't know was it where why was she there what was what event was it there was a movie the out twinkle something like that yeah a wrinkle in time a wrinkle in time okay and um shout out to vamp uk because without them i wouldn't have been in that room yeah excellent so we're going to move on to now um <clears throat> just like some advice like growth advice mm -hmm. um like this. So, why do you think you are where you are today? Audacity. Explain. You have to be audacious with your goals. Mm. You have to be willing to fail. Crying is a part of the process. Sometimes being broke is a part of the process. And you can hit rock bottom in many ways. Financially, emotionally, mm. um, with your with your friends and family one part of your life can be going so well and i have learned the art of compartmentalizing 
which is there are times when I can be having a really bad day. Doesn't mean I need to cancel being on camera. There's a time to suck it up and there's a time to break down. Mm. You really have to, I pray for discernment to know the difference and when to say, I'm gonna need a break. Mm. And I always let my team know in advance, yeah, I'm gonna need a break. So if you're gonna go for it, be audacious about it because it is gonna be hard. It's not always gonna go in your favor. You're going to have to apologize. You're going to have to, you're not always going to be right. Um, you're also gonna have to really put your foot down with your own ideas and not let other people overtake your vision. Because mm. your vision, you and your vision were there before anybody else decided to care. So do not let this big team, all these people come in and be like, this is what I want to see you do. I'll be like, ha ha, no, in these mm -hmm. meetings. Or, okay, maybe I'll think about it. Okay. What advice would you give your younger self? Don't worry so much. I spend a lot of my time worrying and doubting myself mm. and running back to a corporate structure that was not fit for me. Mm. Don't worry, don't overthink it. And don't stop enjoying life. I think there's times I haven't had money that I've locked myself away in my room. Go for a walk, get outside, get some greenery. If it's winter, go for a walk at 12 p.m. in the day. Make sure you get your vitamin D, do something. Take that holiday. Anytime I've been made redundant, I take a holiday. Or mm. if I quit my job, I take a holiday because, um, and a holiday can be in many forms. Even if you can't afford to go abroad, can you afford to, I don't know, go on the outskirts tell someone where you are get some alone time for you as well that's important mm. so that that kind of wellness approach the, the spirituality oh i'm so the, into that mm -hmm. yeah it's key what books allowed you to grow beyond your everyday person <clears throat> mm. ego is the enemy gee shout out ryan holiday i know that book is amazing i thought to reread it um Losing My Virginity by Richard Branson and Rich Dad Poor Dad all but The Richest Man in Babylon that is a spiritual lesson as well as a financial lesson by Napoleon Hill mm. so just in general why did you pick those those types of books and um, what did it do for you Ego is the Enemy allows me to think of my pride often and ask where I'm coming from in every conversation, in every situation, which is why when I do get overwhelmed by work, I tend to kind of self-isolate because I say my energy is not certain and I do not want to be an emotional burden on other people mm -hmm. as a result of that. It doesn't mean I don't share my problems, but I think there's a time and a place and an execution to do so. Um, and ego is the enemy really did that for me. The richest man in Babylon. The journey to financial freedom isn't always about money. It's about mindset, it's about attitude. And that can only come when you really believe. It's, it, it's like when you have to fall back and you hope someone will catch you, you have to trust it. Mm. And in a way you have to trust yourself that you will catch yourself. Yes. And that is the whole point of matching that with like ego is the enemy. Catch yourself before you fall. Mm. Um, you know, don't let your ego be your your biggest downfall. Mm. Excellent. Three practical tips that you would give anybody listening 
um, in terms of personal growth without permission. So not waiting for people to give you that cosign. Like what three practical te steps for personal growth without permission? Do not look for validation when you speak to others, especially those whose opinions you truly care about. That's hard. It's very hard. It's very hard. Hmm. There are some things I do and people say, oh, Bola, why did you do that? Or I say, this, this, I say, this decision isn't up for discussion. I said it to my mum recently. She said, I think you should wait before you do this. And I said to her, this decision is not up for discussion. Mm -hmm. um, you have to make it clear for people that you're an individual and you think like so. Um, of course, you can care and you can factor in their decisions, but don't stop it from what you truly know, you know? So that's one. Two, get comfortable making mistakes and sometimes showing your ass. Mm. You're not always gonna get it right. It's important to stay humble. It's important to know that at any point you can lose. No one is above losing. And three, learn. Learn to love the process. I love to look back and laugh on things and say, oh my gosh, like what was I wearing? Or, yeah, yeah. oh, like, oh, I just embarrassed myself. Or, oh, I'm so silly. Or, yeah. look how crazy this is. I even try not to use the word crazy, but, oh, look how silly I was. Or, I was acting like I had, and, and do you know what I say? Man, she was having fun. Yeah, not taking yourself too serious. I do not like to take myself too seriously. Mm. A lot of people think I'm super serious, but like my friends and family know that I'm like a goofball because mm. I'm just like, it's not every day. You have to enjoy your life. Yeah. Um, and in terms of uh, what's yet to come in the pipeline, it's, it's obviously October 2020 at the moment. Mm -hmm. What are you looking forward to? What have you got in the pipeline that you can share? The release of my book. That will be out January 2021. Um, so the announcement for that is coming soon. Uh, the Bola Soul show is coming back by the end of the year. Yes. Very excited for yes, the guests, yes, yes. Um, who I won't name. Um, just Rich Girl Chronicles is so expanding. Explain that, we haven't spoken so about So Rich Girl that. Chronicles yeah. is an accountability group for women where we discuss finances, we discuss budgeting, saving, credit debt, we get you in a good place on a financial educational scale. And yeah, you can go from there. Yeah, and um, in terms of like all the stuff that you're doing, um, what are you trying to? Because this is all growth, and you've you know you've gone through a journey. What are you trying to achieve eventually with the hustle, the side hustles, the main hustles, all of it? What is it all leading up to? Oh, to make every woman in the world financially confident. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> good. Good. Um, <clears throat> so people who are watching this, listening, and they want to achieve their goals, they want to step out, they want to grow, mm. um, but they don't just they don't have that self belief yet. Mm. What advice would you give them? And how did you get yours? Two questions. What advice would you give them, and how did you get yours? The advice I would give them is lean on the people around you. The people around you should be making you feel good. Yeah. If they're not put the X in the mm, box. Cancel them. <laughs> um, for self-esteem, I 
hope you pray. I, I, I hope anyone who has low self-esteem, pray and talk to yourself with affirming words. It helps because sometimes you just have to calm your nerves by saying, you know, I am, I am worthy of the things I dream of. And also, I always remember that this is a short life. I, I want to go out on a high. Um, almost once a week, I reflect on the fact that if at any point I was to go, I would feel very happy with my life and how it's been so far. And I, that is a, I do the that same is a, thing. That is a blessing. I do the same it thing. It is a blessing to say I'm so yeah, happy with what I've done. Of course, there's there's yeah, always more that you yeah, want to do. Yeah, yeah. But, but it that, is that it, contentment. Ooh, yeah. that contentment. There's yeah. nothing like it. Yeah. And that contentment isn't based on how much I've achieved. It's more about the impact I've made. Mm. And has that impact been more than um, material things? And how did you get your self-belief? Ah, oh, my family, my friends, you know, um, falling down and knowing that sometimes somebody was just going to say, oh, get up, and it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world that you've fallen. Yeah, my, my support system. Have a support system. Everyone needs one. Mm. And you'll find one. You'll, everyone will find one, even if you don't speak to your family, even if you've fallen out with your friends, even if you're going through a breakup or divorce, whatever it is, you've maybe you've been at 50 million and now you've got five pounds left or whatever. Find a support system. Mm. Excellent. Uh, so thank you so much, Bola, for um, joining the podcast. I uh, really appreciate your time. Um, so many gems. I'm going to listen back and like write notes. Um, I think there's a lot that people can take from your journey um, and you're, you're only getting started the way I see it um, and I can't wait to see you know where life takes you I think you're well connected I think you're you've got the face for it you've got the, you've got the brand <laughs> like you've got a lot going for yourself anyway and you've got the energy um, so you know it's gonna be great to just um, you know see the trajectory yeah see it see it see it just birth out um, and yeah just thank you for the time being on the being on the podcast and I appreciate it any nice. last words oh I'm so proud of you thank you I'm so proud of you as well like you just you move in positive silence <laughs> I know that when I don't hear from you it's because you're you're up to stuff and that's fantastic I feel like your head is in the game and it's, it's, it's a blessing to see I'm glad to see how we've all come up yeah Thank you so much. <laughs> Perfect.